0: Hey, hello, what's up, and welcome into this week's episode of the Geek Garage Podcast. I am Ted, joined as always by show founder David. Say hello, David.
1: Hello, Ted. How are you? I've, I've missed you and your face.
0: Yeah. Yes, well, it's <laughs> the same. Although I did, the lighting in here is so good, I'm sure you couldn't tell. I trimmed off the um, Grizzly Adams beard. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it was sad to see that go. I've been growing it <laughs> pretty much since the pandemic started
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, i know i know at one point in time you were like yeah i'm going to the barber to get a beard trim and i was like uh, and this was several months back you know mm -hmm. when we were all still masking it up and i was like don't you have to wear a mask and you were like yeah my beard is so long that i can literally still wear the mask i can still wear the mask
0: and get the trim yeah. Uh, and that is what I did. It was uncomfortable and weird. And I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know, it is yeah. what it is, I guess, but no, it's yeah, I, uh, uh, I went in and, um, my boss was like, cause you know, we've been doing teams, you know, right. or, or zooms or whatever. And he was like, something's different about you, but I don't know <laughs> what, <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's about four inches less bear fur on my face. <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
1: Uh, And and I guess for the people at home that are listening and not watching, we are actually doing video right now. Uh, Yeah. Kind of, sort of, for the first time. time.
0: Yeah, Yeah. this
1: is kind of like our official soft opening of the video portion. Like, we've done video a couple times, but... uh, there's always been one thing that was like oh we didn't have this going or this going and so right. we couldn't really officially release it as like hey it's a video version of the podcast um <clears throat> so this is aiming to be our first official video episode um
0: yeah it's yeah it's a lot of firsts on this episode it's also our first episode where we're uh, revisiting a topic yeah. that we previously yeah. covered way to bring uh, it back ted the, yeah the uh that's a, that's a segue that's you're mm-hmm. dealing with a fucking professional here, kid. <laughs> uh, and that topic is the death of movie theaters. Uh, so, David, let's let's kind of take it back a few months here and, and refresh our uh, listeners' memories. Sure. You and I waxed poetic, as it we were, did. about what we, as laypeople, thought was probably a bad sign for the movie theater industry.
1: Yeah, we. <laughs> I remember we were like, we're going to try and keep this positive, but yeah. It's Everyone's not fucked. <laughs> if you're a fan of the movie theaters, get used to seeing shit from your house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we did not have a good outlook at that, at that point in time. I'll mm-hmm. say um, since then things have changed a little bit for the better, I think. Yeah. So uh, in talking about it, you know, David had had pitched the idea of doing, episodes like this where we revisit an old topic previously. And and I thought it was, it it was interesting enough. So it just kind of lucked out as uh, theaters, uh, the theaters that were closed, at least have started to reopen um, as, as a lot of the world has started to reopen. Some, at least as of the recording of this podcast in late July or mid July, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it just seemed like a good, a good time to, uh, to bring the, bring this one back as it can say, run it back.
1: Right. yeah yeah yeah, we have now have movies that are being released on the dates that they were pushed back to like when they were pushed back once twice Mm -hmm. three times a lady um they uh they're now being released on said dates and and so we were like yeah fuck it like and that's I, i think like you said this is this particular episode and revisited episode was where I got the idea for the whole re quote unquote revisited
0: thing. The whole um, kit caboodle.
1: Yeah. Where, where I was like, you know, it'd be cool to, uh, you know, every once in a while, like if it, the situation warrants, like talking about a topic again, like, yeah. Another good instance was before you came on the podcast in an, in an official capacity, Very shortly before, uh, me and a buddy of mine, um, Jared, we did a two-parter on, uh, uh, I think we called it The Sequel Was Better, and it was just all the instances that we could think of where the the sequel or another movie other than the original in that franchise was better than the original, Uh, and I think that might be another good episode to do down the line in the future as a revisited episode since you're kind of here in an official capacity and could probably contribute movies that I wouldn't think of. So.
0: Yeah. I could, I could, I could see that. That would be a fun topic. Right. Um, yeah. And pl- that would, be, that would uh, be a good
1: one. Yeah. And plus uh, if we've learned anything from our uh, listeners, uh, It's that they appreciate the movie episodes. Yeah, that's all we're good at. Uh, Before
0: we get into the body of the podcast, as it were, um, quick quick couple of topics to cover. First, thank you to all of our subscribers, both old and new. Uh, Mostly to the new ones, because those of you that have been around for a while, you're already in it. There's no reason to keep, uh, you know giving you things you're you're committed right uh but uh jokes aside you know thank you it, it's it's very humbling that um people want to listen to us talk about dumb bullshit for you know 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour once right. a week
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, share
0: our garbage white people opinions
1: <laughs> it really is weird when <laughs> like i i go to like Upload a new episode and I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Like I'll check the stats while I'm here. See, see what the download numbers are looking. And there's like a green number where it's like pointing up, meaning that listenership is going up. And I'm like, fucking how? Why? When?
0: <laughs> uh I'm <laughs> like, still of the opinion that we're being used as torture in the site formerly known as Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> uh, and apparently we're effective. So go us.
1: Or, or maybe <laughs> there's just like an infinite loop in some Russian troll farm somewhere going they found like our podcast and they just have
0: us on repeat <laughs> i want to count that as a w but i can't in good faith i cannot <laughs> uh, right. all right moving right along so uh like we said we discussed this previously on episode number 72 mm-hmm. and we called it the death of movie theaters question mark yes. question mark is very important that's why i said it out loud yes uh, I said at that point too Yes, yes, (laughs) indeed. Uh, At that point, the second round of theater closings during the pandemic had started. A lot of movies got pushed back, which we covered. Um, We kind of speculated on if theaters would ever reopen, if they would win, things like that, Mm -hmm. and then discussed some alternatives to theaters, such as like uh, direct-to-video streaming, uh, the the quasi-resurgence of drive-through or drive-in theaters, things like that. Right uh personally david i don't feel a lot of need to really uh relitigate any of that discussion um no i mean in detail at least you know
1: no we you know from what i remember that episode was relatively brief uh if if not you know just our regular duration episode duration but yeah we uh, we mainly just kind of speculated as far as what the future might hold and right i i can i guess say now luckily none of the speculation really or very little of the speculation on my part at least came true uh you know yeah. I, I was speculating heavily that you know going under the assumption that movie theaters would either be very slow to come back or just not come back at all that you know, uh, direct to streaming would be a very big thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know, uh, I guess, uh, I guess this might be a, a decent segue into you know starting to talk about you know our actual topic today, the revisited part, which is you know the the revival, the reimagining, the rebirth of movie theaters. Um, it's yeah, like I said, it. Luckily, you know, my assumptions or presumptions of movie theaters just not opening back up it just wasn't true because, you know, Ted, like we both expressed numerous times, especially during that episode, we're both big fans of uh, the movie going experience, just right. overall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think on the one hand, um, I'm hesitant to say I'm hesitant <laughs> to say this, but on the one hand, it kind of seems like the worst of it is over. Sure. The cynic in me is currently screaming uh, at the rest of me for saying that, but so it goes. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, as more people receive the vaccine and as we are learning more about COVID and and um. Uh, I don't know that I want to say how to prevent it, but maybe how to like mitigate it some and, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're a little smarter about it now than we were, a, you know, this time last year when everything was closed or closing. Um, you know, I, I'm hopeful. I know I woke up one morning to an email from Regal and was like, Hey, you owe us $23 because uh, theaters are back. Yeah. And I was I, like, Oh, cool. Thanks for the heads up. You know? Yeah. I, uh, too I think... bad there's nothing worth fucking seeing, but you know, that's another story for another time
1: yeah i think we got that charge around the same time because i texted you like a screenshot of my email and i was like what the fuck is this (laughs) right and you were like bro i just got the same email
0: yeah uh a little bit of surprise bitch a little bit (laughs) of heads up would have been nice especially considering like at that time i don't think anything really worth in my opinion at least anything that i wanted to see was out in theaters yet and not coming out yeah it was
1: (laughs) i mean you know summertime is usually reserved for the blockbusters the big you know big dumb fun movies uh case in point f9 um and uh you know like black widow and stuff like that it's not generally reserved for like the artsy uh, avant-garde films um so but yeah like you said a heads up would have been great um (laughs) I, uh, yeah, they, they made it really, uh, not easy to figure out how to cancel their membership. And I'm, I'm still not positive. I, I know, like I just emailed. So
0: them. <laughs> you can't, you had to sign up for a one year contract when you signed right. up for it. Mm-hmm. And then they froze your contract when the pandemic started. So whatever right. your time was at the time of freezing is what you have left now. So, yeah, I, I mean, I that makes no sense clue. from a business standpoint, but, right. you know. um, you know, that said, I, I am I'm cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. uh, about theaters being back open. You know, we discussed this on the last, or on the episode we did on this previously, the the first the movie theaters episode, where, you know, from the perspective of danger, going to a movie uh, and, and, you know, wearing a mask and or being socially distanced is like a lot safer than like going to a shopping mall, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, from, from the perspective of like the ability or not the ability, but like the, the possibility I should say of getting COVID because again, you're sitting in one spot static or very close to static with a mask facing one direction. Nobody's breathing back, you know, to you. So right. Um, from that perspective, you know, it's safer than some other things you could do. Is it the safest staying at home? No, but you know, that that's a risk that each person has to take into calculation on their own right no judgment either way um i i do think that also it's a little bit too early to say our movie theaters back mm-hmm. um you know even before the pandemic it was like you had movies that got a theatrical release just because they wanted to contend for the oscars for example right um and then you had movies that got a theatrical release because they thought hey we can make money off of this there's a huge chasm in what kind of films make money. So like the kind of films that generally speaking, the kind of films that compete for awards, um, are not the ones that make money. The theater experience for a long time and increasingly so seems to be geared towards the blockbuster type film. So like basically Disney movies, because Disney owns like everything, everything more (laughs) or less. Yeah. Um, or, or something like Fast Nine, Godzilla versus Kong, presumably would have been that kind of movie had it opened in July right. rather than what May. Yeah. Um, and, and even it had pretty good returns f- for a time where, um, it wasn't as the the outlook wasn't as bright as it is now in terms of like vaccination percentages and mm. and things like that. So. Um, I think it's a positive trend, but I don't think that we're out of the woods yet, so to speak. I do think it's interesting that most of the uh, big studios have adjusted their, quote-unquote, windows. So traditionally, you know, you had your theatrical window, which was X days, right? Mm -hmm. And then you had, beyond that, you had DVDs and potentially streaming. So the windows have changed now. So the, the theatrical window is shorter. I think it's down to 30 or 45 days for a lot of studios, which is, right. you know, for most people, probably enough time to go see a movie. Yeah. Um, if If they're so inclined or they want to see it, they have the desire to see it. I mean, that's you know, four to six weekends, roughly, um, mm-hmm. depending on what your work schedule is and a lot of other factors, of course, you know, you can't make a blanket statement. But generally speaking, if if you have the desire to see a movie and the means to see it, four to six weeks is probably enough time for you to make plans to see it. Yeah. Uh, from there, there are a couple of different pay windows. So again, it used to be theatrical and then maybe like paid streaming, so VOD and then DVDs and Blu-rays. Mm. Uh, and then in a year, it might be on Netflix or you know, what others, Prime or, or what have you. Now with the rise of all these individual streaming services, so like Disney Plus and Paramount Plus and, and Peacock, which is part of Universal, you know. Um, yeah. A lot of these same studios have different pay windows now. So there's theatrical, and then there's what, what you might call like pay window one. So you can consider this things like, um i can't david you might know what it's called but the the disney plus um Uh, premiere where you can yeah premium access where you can get it while it's in theaters um but you pay a premium cost for that like 20 or 30 bucks for the film um while it's still in theaters but you watch it from home yeah uh i think that disney plus one is the easiest one to point to because i think it's the most prevalent and was the first if i'm not mistaken
1: yeah yeah, they they're kind of like the trailblazer, and plus, like you know, like we said, it's Disney, so they you know they're waving the the giant flag that everyone can right. see. Um, so yeah, that Disney Premiere Access is uh, it's caught the attention of a lot of people. And I think they've only. Done it for a few movies so far. I I think the first was Mulan, the live action Mulan movie. Yeah, Mulan. Uh, they did it with uh, Raya and Ray the, Last, and the Dragon. Last Dragon,
0: or Raya and the Last Dragon. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. Yeah,
1: and, and there might have been one in between that and Black Widow, but Black, Soul
0: maybe wasn't that a Disney movie?
1: Um, yeah, it is. But I want to say that I don't, I don't know if it did premium access or not. I think they released Soul, uh, just right out the gate like okay he, well, I'm, I'm, not on premiere access um but we we actually ended up um going to see black widow and then <laughs> paid for the the premiere access um mm. because reasons uh, Lindsay, uh you know ended up going to one of her friends houses and um she, she has a disability and uh, it's difficult for her to get out so she mm. ended up uh paying for it so she could watch it um and uh i mean it's it's cool that like you know if you for for that kind of um situation and for any situation really but like for someone where it's like really difficult to get out you know to go to the movie theater uh, or you know you're someone that has kids Um, difficult to set up a a date night and get a sitter sure like it's cool to be able to see movie theater movies like at home and it's also great that like you pay basically the same amount that you would if you were to go to the theater it's like 30 bucks 30 you know and plus tax or whatever Uh, and then you get to keep the movie um so i mean it's the digital copy yes but Right. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, I, not I didn't like, know that
0: you got like to keep, I thought it was oh, like yeah. a, a rental.
1: <clears throat> no, uh That's, that's the, uh, the one, I mean, I wasn't all for this, uh, the, this, you know, service or feature or whatever you want to call it uh, straight out the gate. You know, as we've discussed multiple times throughout multiple episodes, we're both big proponents of the you know, movie going experience. But, you know, I've come around to it. And that feature of this whole premiere access was a big selling point for me. Um, you know, I was like, you know, I probably won't do this with every single Disney movie on Disney Plus. Um, probably only do it with like a select few, maybe um, if that. But yeah, like being able to keep it, it was a, a huge selling point.
0: So, right. Uh, from there, you have um, what you could call the second pay window. So that's going to be your more quote-unquote traditional VOD. So mm-hmm. like renting it from Amazon for $3.99 or five ninety nine dollars or whatever a new release is going for now. Um, it may also show up on, you know, things like Redbox. Um, right, you could consider that a second pay window, uh, as well as like a f- other forms of physical media, like just going to the store and like going to Best Buy if that's still a thing and buying, uh, you yeah, know, buying a physical copy of the disc. I uh,
1: um, I I was actually at Best Buy yesterday, and um, I, I was grabbing a uh, well, it's not a sublimation printer, but it's uh, one of those Epson Eco Tanks, um, hmm. and it's the popular printer that a lot of uh, sublimation people use. Like they just convert it to Print sublimation, but, um, anyways, I was, you know, I just for shits and gigs, uh, went to go look at their DVD selection, and it's it's slim, but it was actually not bad. Like, they had the uh, the raid two disc collection, like the same Blu ray uh, two disc mm-hmm. collection that I got from Amazon. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, out of all like the you know, Blu ray movies to have, like, I just thought it was so random for Best Buy, like, you know, they're not going to have like, it's kind of like CDs at this point. You're going to have carry like the greatest hits and the new releases. Um, So I was like very taken aback to see the raid. I mean, obviously no knocks on the raid because it's fucking fantastic as we illustrated several times at this point. But um, yeah and then like redbox like do you use like the digital version of redbox at all like
0: no so i didn't even know there was a digital version of redbox until the other day when um just watch i, I was it, <laughs> yeah just, well just watch told me after this but okay. um i actually went to a like the red the redbox website because i was looking for oh, okay. um i was looking for a film that the kiosk uh, Yeah, I was trying to see if it was at the kiosk because, you know, they're everywhere, but I don't want to drive way down out of the way if I don't have to. And uh, it was like, hey, try our streaming service. And I was like, no. (laughs) 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 No, I don't think I will. Um, I mean, that's cool. I I, I guess if, I, I don't know what the price point is, but like as an alternative to Netflix, maybe. Okay, cool. But, like, mm-hmm. just as a streaming service to stand alone, like, i n- no, you know, I got, I don't, no thank you. Uh, that's my opinion. I mean, if, if you have Redbox, whatever it's called, and you like it, good for you. You know, there's mm. fucking 30 streaming services now, at least. It's, so,
1: so it, I, I'm curious if it's supposed to be, like, how Netflix first started when, uh, or, or how Netflix was when it first started. How, like, they didn't have any original content. They just had. They just million yeah uh i'm not talking about like the physical dvd port oh, like the, the streaming, streaming service uh, mm-hmm. where they like just whatever licensing they could acquire they offer i, those I think that's probably
0: it they just license whatever films are okay. new and or popular um you know oh. i remember when redbox was a, n- a newer thing and the kiosks were new yeah um, they really only deal. had new movies yeah i loved it it was great. oh yeah it, yeah um yeah but they only had new movies. And then when I was looking at the kiosk the other day, they had like back of the box selections. And I'm like, are you on the one hand? I'm like, why? But on the other, other, I'm like, well, I guess they're keeping physical media alive in a sense. (laughs) So I guess I shouldn't bitch too much, but um, from there they have their own, uh, the, the the next quote pay window would be like something going to HBO Max, like a Warner Brothers film going to HBO Max, um, a Disney Plus film going to Disney, or I'm sorry, a Disney film going to Disney Plus, etc. Interestingly, Sony signed that deal with Netflix, where um, I think Netflix gets one year exclusive rights to Sony films for, to stream, and then they revert to Disney or to um you know whoever else sony decides to make a deal with because they don't have a streaming service Hmm. yet at least
1: (laughs) right was that relatively recently when when that happened Uh, i feel like that's um
0: probably it it was this year i I (laughs) don't know exactly when it was it it wasn't too long ago but that was a big deal because you know the spider-man films are sony films but they're co-productions with marvel which is a subsidiary of disney right and so it was a big deal because a lot of people were like oh well they're going to be on netflix not disney plus Plus." and it's like yes but you know wait a year and they'll be on disney plus you know for in perpetuity probably
1: yeah i think that is from what i remember reading that was the plan long term was for the original uh, Raimi trilogy and then the uh, um andrew garfield Uh, two film franchise to be uh, to be on Disney plus um, despite the fact that they are you know
0: Sony films yeah I mean it it makes sense if you're Disney because then it's like oh well if you you know you have most if not all of the Spider-Man films that anybody cares about um, on your service maybe minus the exception of like into the spider-verse which could be a part of that deal I, I don't know I'm not privy to the details of it but yeah you know um and then there's venom (laughs)
1: anyway (laughs) i i did i didn't mind venom I, i i liked it i i thought it kind of fell apart towards the end but i i liked it and i'm i'm excited for carnage um i i wasn't super excited about carnage at first like when they they had the the post credits teaser and they showed um Woody Harrelson and like his
0: his red afro. His like jufro.
1: Yeah. And I was (laughs) like, there is nothing menacing (laughs) about this. And and and, but then they released that first trailer and he is like boxing with the fucking concrete wall. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this dude goes hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So uh yeah, I'm I'm a bit more pumped for it now. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um as far as what these new pay windows, what kind of effect they have on on theaters um, or what kind of paradigm shift they have with regards to people and their, uh, I guess, partaking of the theater experience, like going to theaters and buying movie tickets and things like that, it, it's tough to say because for a lot of people... For- <laughs> for some people going to the theater is a very personal experience, right? Like mm-hmm. I prefer going to the movie theater because I think that that's how movies should be watched. Right. Correct. As big a screen as possible with the best sound system and, and lighting, you yeah. know, it's just, it's just optimum. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, I'm not going to lie and say I've never watched a, a movie or a show on my phone. Like if I'm waiting for the train or, right. you know, something like that. Um, but like compare that to seeing something in IMAX, it's just, there's no competition. No. No. And then there's people who view it as, like, a social thing where it's like, hey, it's Friday night, it's date night, for example, yeah. or, like, I'm going to go catch up with my friends. And especially, you know, like, people our age that are a little older that don't have as much, like, quote-unquote, homey time. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, going to see a movie is an easy thing. Like, hey, let's go get a pizza and then see a movie. You for know? sure. Um, so it, it's tough to say, like, what effect, like, it'll have long-term, like I said. You know, I think yeah. for... I think in some ways it'll be generational and I keep in mind, I'm nobody. This is just me speculating and, and and, you know, going off conjecture, but for people for like millennials, like, like us, older millennials, (laughs) (laughs) um, like who grew up going to the movies. Like, I still think that for a lot of us that have the means and the the time and everything, like the movie going experience is going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to say, you know, set up all those, those, clickbait headlines in five years that are like gen z or whatever the fuck they're called now killed the movie industry i don't mean it like that but like i think that they have a different relationship with theaters than than we did growing up just Mm -hmm. the same as i think that they have a different experience overall than we did growing up the same as we had a different experience from our parents and etc that's that's how generations work right yeah but um i I, i'm interested to see how that plays out and you know for a lot of different reasons
1: yeah, I uh, I wonder if it might play out in in almost like a hipster aesthetic, where like I'm choosing to go to the movie theater because <laughs> I'm a purist. Like, right. I know ninety percent of movies nowadays come straight to some sort of streaming service, but I'm too good for that. So I'm gonna go see it on the big screen.
0: Yeah, I- I'm also interested to see what movies. Well, movies will still get through that theatrical runs. So like if sure it's too early to say this is very much still experimental with regards to things like the Disney Premium Access and similar things, where it's like, you know, and and we, i.e. the public, don't have the insider data to be like, well, you know, Disney sold thirty thousand copies of the premium access at X dollars a piece, and mm-hmm. that's an extra whatever on top of the theatrical run or like, did they sell more premium access files? I, I guess files would be, I'm not sure if you would call it files or copies <laughs> Transactions. or what have you, like, Yeah. Did they make, did, in short, did they make more money off of premium access than they did off of like black Widow's theatrical run? Right. You know, I was looking and, and, and <clears throat> listening to some, some people discuss, box office numbers which used to be like the try and true method of popularity of a film as well as like you know um the reach of a film and impact of a film things like that so they were saying that like a lot of movies that you would expect to have um good theatrical runs and make money so things like fast nine black widow etc they may have started out really good but even by the end of opening weekend and definitely by the second week in theaters like the drop-off was just astronomical yeah and you know, we don't really know why that is. We can make some educated guesses. Again, this is we, the general, the general, pe- general public. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to point to that and be like, "Oh, well, the people that are diehard about going to the theaters went and saw it, right?" And the people that are just like, "Yeah, I'll catch it," in another way, didn't. You know, maybe they saw it on premium access for in the case of something is Black Widow on premium? Well, you said it was. So in the case of something like Black Widow, they saw it on premium access. Mm -hmm. In the case of Fast Nine, they're like, oh well, I know it'll be on Peacock in six weeks or what have you. I'm pretty sure it's a universal film. Yeah. You know, so in that case, studios have a decision to make. They're like, okay, well, we can spend a billion dollars to make the Avengers 12, right? But if we're only going to make five hundred million bucks in theaters, we're not going to make that film, right? Right. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of worried that we're going to be back on the same path we were before the pandemic, which was the only films that get theatrical releases are the big budget, tentpole films sure. that are going to make their money back. So the tried and true properties, you know, the MCU for as long as it's got legs, um, Star Wars. And, and, you know, things like that. Not, not to pick on those two franchises yeah. specifically, but just they're two very easy examples to point to.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with that. I, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of merit to what you're talking about. And it, it makes sense, you know, when you think about it, and it makes sense on paper. Uh, I, I think there will always be, you know, an audience for the lower budget indie flicks. Uh, And and there will always be directors that do, you know, the indie flicks and then, and and the lesser known titles that uh, would, you know, that, that aren't as popular and, and, or they would get limited releases. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and I feel like that there will always be directors that push for a theatrical release regardless sure. of whether they're going to lose money on it or make money or uh, like the, you know, they're <clears throat> like Tarantino where they're just like this movie uh, or, or not, not just Tarantino, but like, uh, what's his name? Um, Chris Nolan. Um, he's mm-hmm. a big proponent. Like I, he fucking hated the the HBO uh, Max yeah, deal. There a lot of um, <clears throat> angry words. Yeah. Um, he, uh, there was, him and uh, a few other people, I I can't remember. Um, I'd have no problem naming names. (laughs) The only thing is remembering them. But yeah, um, there's always going to be people, um, big and small, in in terms of uh, notoriety, that will want their movies to go to, uh, to to be released in theaters. And, And hopefully, you know, places like, um, you know, if you're familiar or native to the Nashville area, places like the Bell Court and, and even, you know, Hollywood 27, that was a uh, because they it's like the I think the big, biggest movie theater in um, in, Middle in terms of screen count.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In terms of screen count. Um So they have uh, you know, they would have like that Bollywood film festival like mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if it was once a year or what, but uh, we went to go see. You know, a couple movies, you know, maybe a couple weekends back to back, and we went, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" I I think either you said it, or we found out that like it was a Bollywood film festival. Um, So, like, cool shit like that happens. So, Mm. you know, I, I I think it's, you know, uh, it it could go either way. Um, You know, they they could, I, I could see it kind of being reserved for. Uh, the, the bigger blockbusters, I could also see you know, people saying fuck it, like if we lose money, whatever,' like this, our, our movie needs a theatrical run, you know, y- even if it's just for a couple weekends. And,
0: yeah, another interesting wrinkle to this, and I, I think this is maybe a bit more far fetched or like fantasy football esque in a way, <laughs> where it's just you know, um, you know, do any of the streaming services so. Pro- Primarily, let's say, like Netflix and or Prime Video, like, did they say, hey, let's let's open up a th- maybe not a theater chain nationwide chain, but like, you know, let's let's buy a theater and operate it to show our our films.
1: You you had brought this up in the the death of movie theaters episode, didn't you? Or you were talking about Probably. like Amazon doing something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, they ended up buying MGM, which was kind of like, OK, okay. yeah you know you <laughs> bought the one thing that was available basically um, <laughs> right and the big feather and mgm's cap is bond and they don't yeah. own they only own like half of it so mm-hmm. uh, and, and have no final say in it which i the the broccoli family and it's um two i think two people from from two different two different people like have ownership of that far- of that film franchise mm-hmm. and they have like final say and they get to decide if they can even make a movie or, you know, it, it, like who can play bond. It's just like, I don't know who wrote their contract, but my hat's off to them. Cause they fucking ru- they ran it. Yeah. You know? um,
1: yeah. They're like, they're old school, old money. Like the broccoli yeah. family, they, you know, they're as old as bonds. And I mean, they, they were around when the books were being written. Right
0: i mean that's that's i'm sure i mean even older than that because the the original people that family that came to america are supposedly the people that brought broccoli to america hence the name (laughs) that might be an old wives tale but i i I, want to believe um you know could netflix or prime as our two examples own and operate a really a chain of theaters like yeah probably Mm -hmm. you know amazon's got more money than god and netflix has just about that much so um it's possible is it probable no i think it's more likely that they do you know one theater in la or new york so that they can have big premieres for their films that they want to they want to compete for awards with you know because that's still you know as old school as that may sound that's still how you get respect from hollywood studios yeah awards
1: Kind of like the uh, like the Chinese theater almost.
0: Grammys, yeah. Um, what well, used to be Grammys, I don't know what it is now, but uh, but yeah, just something where they can have premieres and then they can say because that was one of the big problems with with Netflix, particularly a couple of years ago when they were trying to get films. Not, I think it was the Irishman they were trying to get nominated for Oscars, right? And to do that, they have to have a, a week long, at least a week long theatrical run. But it's like a lot of places, a lot of theater chains are like, well, no, we're not just going to give you a week. You know, we want we want right. our 90 days or whatever it is yeah and netflix was like fuck you you know like, <laughs> we're netflix we make the rules um so i i don't know uh, again that's kind of like a, a what if type scenario but yeah it does seem that um box offices are starting to rebound slowly but it does seem like kind of surely um Even with the drop offs I mentioned between, you know, Friday to Sunday or week one to week two, you know, the fact that Black Widow still made, I think, like eighty billion bucks opening weekend. Oh yeah, it made quite a bit. That's not bad for, you know, a lot of the circumstances surrounding the world, as well as it being a movie that's like probably five years too late.
1: Yeah, you know? a strong argument could be made. I mean, you know, she was around in Iron Man 2. Yeah, and that's not to be disrespectful to Scarlett third... Johansson
0: or to anybody else involved in the film. But it's just like, you have a character like Black Widow that's been around since, basically, you had the idea for the Avengers. And right, and that saga's over, and you're like, oh, oh shit, by the way, here you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say that, um, you know it will uh black widow uh, the storyline didn't feel like forced or like shoehorned in where where you were like uh oh, like you know i oh i see what they did there like it like it very much fit like a an accurate puzzle piece into the 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 mcu and phase i don't know four, I guess is, is what mm-hmm. they're in now. I, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, like it, it didn't, I, I went and I was like, I, I bought the storyline. Um, you know, no spoilers. Uh, if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet, I won't spoil anything for you, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it obviously. Cause we purchased it twice. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, I, I guess, like you said, time will tell, uh, hopefully later on down the road as things hopefully start to normalize, uh, more and more we'll get, you know, uh, a wider variety of releases and titles, not, you know, not just like the stuff that's guaranteed to make a lot of money upon release, um, and eventually, I, I would like to go see the new Bond movie. Um, hopefully, they don't end up pushing it back again.
0: Um, yes, I assume so. that it will be released at some point. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah I, I think I think right now it's slated for September or October, maybe? I think October.
0: Um, I want to say October 8th, but I'm not 100% on that. Yeah. That's probably like a uh, Tuesday. I have no idea. I, was, I just have that, that date. For some reason, I have that date, like, in my head. It was yeah, that's a Friday, a very... so that might be right. That might be it. Oh, okay.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> um, if only we had a wealth of power and knowledge at our fingertips that we could go look it up. Um, nah. But that's, uh, yeah, That that's not... Um... <laughs> On the episode that I did with Allison, we were talking about, like, hey, how do disco balls work? And... <laughs> And, and we're it just like if our, they were fuck light, well like the whole spinning thing like how they spin we're like is mm-hmm. there a motor like do you do you like do they just automatically spin like like <laughs> we didn't know and we're like well I mean it's probably not going to be super interesting if we like hey we're going to google it right now okay um, <clears throat> so I still haven't looked it up I, I don't know how disco balls
0: work um, so <laughs> That's your audio drop right there. I don't know how disco balls work. Yeah, yeah. I personally, I personally don't have any more thoughts on uh, on movie theaters and the death and return or rebirth of them. Um, For me, like I said, time time will tell. We'll we'll talk again in a year. You know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just overall, I'm super stoked that they're open again i mean yeah in in the capacity that they are and just to rehash like some of the like i really feel like theaters have e- evolved uh to the point where the the going the movie going experience is uh like seamless and flawless like the i don't think there's any theater around us that you can go and like you buy seats and they're not assigned seats. Like I I think, you know, there's pros and cons to assigned seats, but I think the pros outweigh the cons um 100% of the time. Um you know, cuz you can go, you can be 5 minutes late to a movie and and you know, your seats will be waiting for you theoretically. Um you know, you you have like the reclining seats. So and you know the the whole stadium seating is even more uh how do you say it? like impactful where like you you just do not see the people in front of you anymore like the you know it, the the steps are like so steep that like you can't see the people in in the row in front of you so like it it feels very much like you're just sitting in a large home theater room like mm-hmm. in in your living room or someone's living room and but there just happens to be, you know, a couple of people around you. That's um that's just my opinion, um but I I really feel like they've they kind of nailed it with the whole um uh, I don't know, the the updates and upgrades that they've made like that. So, sure. Just just one man's opinion. So, uh do uh, you want to get to shit that doesn't suck? Yes Okay, let's do that
0: Shit that doesn't suck So, uh, for my shit that doesn't suck, I'm going to go a little off the beaten path. Uh, as I've mentioned many, many times on this podcast, I'm sure, I'm not really a TV guy. I don't watch a lot of television. Um, I didn't what? have cable for a long time. I was one of those people where I was like, I actually don't even have cable. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so I'm poor.
1: <laughs> what am I, a peasant?
0: <laughs> um, but I discovered this show, my, my girlfriend and I discovered this show on netflix and then we got hooked to it and we watched like we binged all of it on on hulu it's called forged in fire and it's like it's like a cooking show for men but instead of cooking they make knives (laughs) so it's like it's like it's like a competition a reality competition show where uh, they have usually it's four people come in that that are like um trained bladesmiths uh and and then they give them parameters to make a knife um and it's it's a competition and i mean if you're if you're watching it for experience or information or knowledge on like how to forge a knife you're doing it wrong right it's just it's the same as like watching (laughs) um you know watching the dating game for pickup advice that's not the point the point is the (laughs) drama the point is like You know, I I was joking with my girlfriend about it. I was like, you know, we've watched like six or seven seasons of this by now. And it's like, uh, I'm sitting on the couch eating dinner, you know, talking shit to this guy who's just like, oh man, I love this show, but I've never made a knife this way. And I'm just like, nerd. Where like six days ago, I didn't know what the fuck that any of that even (laughs) meant. You know what I mean? That's, that's the point of it. It's for fun and to make fun of these people who are infinitely more talented in this aspect of life than I ever will be. Right. Yeah. Um, I like it. It's kind of goofy. It's got very strong boomer energy. Okay. Very strong boomer. It's a History Channel show. So it's got very strong, like, boomer dad energy, um, which is, you know, it's got pros and cons. Yeah. I like the show. I like the judges. Uh, I like most of the contestants. Every now and then, you'll get a contestant that you just want to beat about the head with a baseball bat. But for the most part, they're you know they're they're interesting characters. Um, right. It's called Forge and Fire. It, it's dumb fun. You know, I, I like it. It's it's, it's background noise at, at worst. You know,
1: I got you. That's cool. Yeah, I remember seeing a, uh, a a trailer preview, whatever you want to call it, for that, and I think I added it to my queue. And then I forgot about it, uh, probably because no Hell one yeah. talked. No one talked about it. But then, uh, yeah, you brought it up, and I'm glad to hear that it's you know actually you know decent or watchable. Mm, so, I, I like it. Yeah, so I, I may go back and revisit it, uh, or watch it, not revisit. Um, But anyways, so I have two, and I'll be brief since I have two. Uh, The first is the first season of Loki. So that just wrapped up uh, this week um, or the following or previous week, because this episode will be released the week after. Um, I loved it. Uh, Again, no spoilers for for anyone that hasn't gotten a chance to watch it yet or watch the season finale, but uh, I loved it. It was great. I'm glad that Loki finally got his uh, his show and um, uh, or his standalone thing. Um, Definitely it was owed to him. So I was excited that it was pretty good. And then the second uh, shit that doesn't suck for me is True Detective. Like I finally got a chance to catch up with this. This had been in my watch list for quite a while. Felt good to finally uh, cross it off the list. I still have the third season to watch. But I, so I uh, obviously watched the first two. The first one was great. I totally understood where everyone was coming from when, you know, people went on and on and on about uh, how great the first season was. I was like, oh, okay, I watched it, understood. Yeah, I got it. Uh, what I don't understand is where everyone was coming from with all the shit that they gave the second season. I actually liked the second season a little bit more than the first. Um, I I thought that the story was a little bit more interesting. I thought the characters were a lot more interesting. Um, and, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I just, I loved it. So I'm, I'm definitely in the minority of the people who actually enjoyed the second season. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely a thing. I I don't know if that would technically negate uh, shit that doesn't suck for voting for the second season if it's kind of unanimous, unanimous, holy shit, unanimously agreed upon that it wasn't that great. But I think it's great. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, listeners, if uh, if you hung on this long, um, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, and a uh, little bit, little bit shorter than uh, our usual. Fair, but not by too much. Um, Ted, it was great to see you uh, again yeah. in a face-to-face, uh, well, video face-to-face capacity. Hmm. Um, it, 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 it's all right. Um, yeah, and uh, listeners, like I said, thank you for tuning in. Um, if you haven't given us a follow, like, or subscribe, or whatever you want to call it already, uh, please feel free to do that. We're on all podcasting platforms. Uh, if you would care to leave us a rating and review, you can do so on Apple Podcast and Stitcher. Uh, one star or five stars. Uh, none of this middle-of-the-road bullshit. You commit to the bit. Um, and uh, let's see, what else? What am I missing, Ted? Etsy shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Etsy shop has kind of been blowing up. Uh, Geek Garage Gear uh, on Etsy. Uh, I would make... Um, it's mostly tumblers um, as in the drink receptacle and not the website um, for people who don't know how to use common sense, uh, which is a couple people. Um, I've come to learn. But yeah, um, I guess that about does it. So uh, as always, be kind, stay geeky and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye.